The concept of retirement in this country is broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious experiences. And as a certified financial planner and CPA here in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset using my three bucket approach to managing money and to find creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join me as we change the way we think about money and time. And which one of these is the true currency? Welcome. So here's what I want to do today. I want to share some thoughts as we have entered 2021, as well as a general market update, and then hopefully answer any of your question, uh, questions towards the end. And so um, at the bottom of your screen, you should see a Q&A button that you can um, uh, ask your question, and we'll do our best to answer as many as we can uh, once I get through this uh, first section. And also, we're going to be recording today's session in case you missed part of it, or if you want to share it with friends or family or social media, which we always appreciate. All right. So first of all, Happy New Year. A little late, uh, but still a great thing to, uh, to say. 2021, gosh, it couldn't seem to come fast enough for many of us. I know for myself, um, the year 2020 was clearly one of those years, as they say. It was a year of challenge and opportunity and also resilience. Um, once again, the year proved uh, that we don't know what we don't know, which is something we always say in our practice when it comes to investing. At the end of 2019, the focus was on the election and the trade war with China and concerns about North Korea, right? And then three months later, here we are faced with a global pandemic, um, a national economic shutdown, riots and protests all over. Um, and while many small businesses suffered, Others really prospered in this new digital environment. And I've talked to many business owners who actually had their best years financially, and of course, many who had their worst, just really depending on the industry. Big disparity there, and I've never seen that in my 20 years of doing this. So we started out uh, 2021, just a few weeks ago, with political unrest, which isn't anything new, but it felt different and I'd say heavier, regardless of your political affiliation and how people are reacting and speaking to each other on social media, in my opinion, is really a disgrace. And we are all better than this. Um, and the more that people I've noticed bury themselves in the media and news, the more angry they become. You've probably noticed that as well. And really, no matter what side you are on, this is what concerns me the most, not what the stock market's going to do this year. And yes, that is important. And we're going to talk about that after I get through this uh, first part and answer your questions. But what concerns me is where are we going to direct this anger tomorrow? We can't allow ourselves to become addicted to watching the news on TV and consuming it daily, hourly, or even for some every waking minute. And I can honestly admit that I found myself um, here just a few weeks ago and I needed to take um, a break and detox, if you will, and found myself really finding peace through morning quiet times prayers and connection with other friends and like-minded individuals. That was very helpful for me. And I can say this with absolute confidence, no friendship is worth being broken or ruined over differing views. Life is too dang short, as we always like to say. And I've learned to not get baited into these senseless debates, but instead really work on practicing love and respect. So, you know, let me say it this way. Let's find ways to be a part of the solution as we work through this time in our country. 
And I'd like to encourage all of my friends and family and clients to do the same. I know I'm going to work on that. Um, now, on a very positive note, and perhaps the most heartening um, and most American, were all the heroes and the selflessness that was displayed um, by those who put others' needs before their own. And everyone from those working in, um, gosh, in stores to medical personnel and hospitals that risked their own health to put others before their own. We all appreciate that. And because of the political overtones and maybe a negative media, many missed the fact that we had the largest successful mobilization of the government since World War II, I believe, uh, resulting in a fully developed and clini clinically tested vaccine in less than nine months. That's absolutely incredible, it really is. And investors you know, who had the courage to stick with their plans and their financial plans, they did really well. And that's generally the case in investing with patients. Markets hit new highs and employment numbers are recovering faster than almost any expert expected. Uh, maybe you are happy with the political outcomes and maybe you're fearful of the new administration and that's okay. You know, We just have to recognize those feelings and take them in for a few moments, days, and then breathe, right? Just breathe. We will all move forward. Um, we will not let fear overshadow our three bucket approach here at our firm and also our retire retire, that's always hard to say, retire while you work philosophy that we so passionately believe in. Now, we do have a long way to go, and we're going to face new and equally frightening challenges in 2021 and beyond. That's just life. But still, we have to keep our eyes on the long-term vision and not make these knee-jerk reactions uh, to what's going on around us. And as we believe it was Sir John Templeton, he's a famous investor, he once said, uh, the four most dangerous words in investing are, drum roll, you ready? This time it's different. And I found this to be true in life. So very dangerous words to live by. It's not always different, it's not different. Um, so although 2020 was a bumpy ride with COVID-19 and social distancing, economic upheaval, social unrest, and a very contentious election, a much happier milestone was our firm's 17th anniversary of when I founded this practice. And my vision at the time when I built this was to create a firm that made others' lives better. And this, and the year 2020 marked the final phase of our office expansion. Um, I'm a glutton for punishment. Those that know me know I love a good renovation. Um, and also we upgraded our website to provide more resources to our clients and a very nice new platform uh, for monitoring and trading our portfolios. And so as many businesses move away from personal interaction, we view this as the most important part of our partnership with clients. And, and you know, as technology continues to evolve, I've seen so many businesses and individuals substitute that technology for personal contact and interaction. And in our business, we view technology as a way to enhance our discussions, not to replace them. And in my opinion, the same can be said for all of our personal lives. We have amazing resources today just in the country in general, and things are just going to continue to get better. And often when we put others first, we help ourselves the most. And at the same time, we can't help others if we're not taking care of ourselves. So take care of yourself. We should appreciate what we have while we're looking to always grow and improve. This is something my father taught me. So be patient, play the long game, enjoy the journey. Sometimes the worst things that happen make us stronger, as I'm sure most of us can attest through our journeys in life. And at the very least, they make good stories later. 
So thank you to all of my friends and family for their love and support, to my work team for their dedication and tireless work, and especially through the pandemic this past year, and to all of those who serve others uh, to make each of our lives safer and better. So with that, I'm wishing you all a very healthy, happy, and prosperous 2021. The best is yet to come. And I just needed to share that. I wanted to get that off my chest, not to, to preach or, or attempt to become a motivational speaker, but because I care about each of you, um, I really do. And I needed to hear it myself. It's a great reminder for all of us. And so now I wanna do this. Let me give you some very high level thoughts of the market and what our investment committee is thinking. All right, so shifting gears to the market stuff that is important. Um, now there are new opportunities in this post COVID economic recovery. I mean, you can look at Australia, they've been COVID free for a few months now, and we're seeing some other exploding economies and these emerging markets and China's coming back. There's positive um, implications of a good or of a healthy vaccine rollout. There's an accommodative Fed, which means that they are unlikely to increase interest rates. And we see the opportunity um, when it comes to building portfolios to play both the growth and the value side and hire managers that do that in what we call a barbell approach in our models. And we're making these shifts right now um, and more on those changes here in a moment. And if you're a client, you're gonna be getting updates as always. Volatility has been low and the returns are up mainly because the market is uh, really baking in the vaccine rollout and assuming that's gonna be successful, excuse me. And this is a this is a really big deal because it allows people to potentially travel and get back out. Um, so which um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, pent up demand there. And so I think when that happens, you're gonna see people traveling and going out to eat and doing things um, in the market really responding to that. Now, the election, this is all I'll say about that. You know, it's not ideal that one party, that the Democrats, and I'd say the same thing, Republican, the market likes balance. So it's not ideal that there's, um, uh, that one party has all, all parts of Congress, but the big concern really is a sweeping overhaul of taxes and healthcare and spending. And again, I'm talking not politically, but in regards to the stock market. Um, now, in regards to these big areas, BlackRock, which is one of the world's largest institutional money managers that we talk to often, they think it's unlikely that, that these changes will be massive uh, because of senators like, uh, I think it's Joe Manchin, yeah, in West Virginia, um, that are unlikely to, to vote this way. So there's likely going to be some gridlock, even with the majority from the Democrats, on polarizing items like the huge tax increase that's been proposed and the Green New Deal. Um, but will taxes go up? Yes, I, I do think taxes are going to go up, but they're likely to be maybe be a little bit more moderate than what we're hearing about and reading about, um, which the market would probably be able to digest a lot better. Um, remember, the market just doesn't like things on the extreme. Um, we're likely going to have increased regulation. Um, likely there's going to be a stimulus uh, very soon that's in the works uh, with Biden and his team uh, to dump a bunch of money to people, which, yes, is, is it's going to be great for the market typically in the short run because the market loves stimulus and likely to hurt us um, over the next, you know, two to 10 to 20 years having to pay all this back. Um, now, the Fed is committed to keeping interest rates low until they are convinced that inflation is over 2%. And this means that there's going to be an appetite for stocks. Where else are you going to go and get any type of return if fixed income, bonds, CDs, et cetera, are almost paying nothing, right? So 
Another thing we're doing is we're taking some gains and buying some of the things that haven't worked. Some of these undervalued companies, international developed, not much, but we're making some small shifts there. Small cap companies, um, again, these are small changes, but they're meaningful and this is why you have us. We're also looking at uh, ESG, socially responsible investing as potentially performance drivers in our models. In the past, this is really more of a talking point that financial advisors use to appease client sensitivity to this, um, to this area, but it's really becoming more of a more popular theme also with millennials. And in general, I think as we all become, um, this is a good thing, more socially aware and responsible. So we're looking at that, how we can implement that into investing. Um, now on the fixed income side, we're not willing to buy junk bonds with low credit that are dangerous because you know, many investors chase returns um, because they're frustrated with low yields and low returns on bonds. But we're looking for things that we call falling angels, which are those companies that have ratings that are still solid, but maybe not the top rating. And so we can buy bonds to provide a safety net, but we don't want them to act like stocks. The reason we own bonds is to kind of balance out the risk that we take in stocks. So remember that That's, this is not the area that we take a lot of risk. A short term, um, there's still reasons to be cautious. The vaccine isn't going as fast as a country would like. Um, there could be interruption in the supply chain, which would be an issue, or another outbreak that really cramps the hospital system or a major lockdown. These are all things that could slow down the recovery that we're all hoping for. So we tactically reduced some of our equity exposure, stock exposure, and um, we added some more to some flexible managers, started that around election time as the markets hit their all-time highs. Um, and really in summary, we're, we're currently sitting a little lighter on stocks, but starting to slowly go heavier once we have clarity on the policies from this new administration. So again, we're gonna barbell growth and value stocks and kind of make that more balanced. Whereas for the last five plus years, we've been very heavy on the growth side and that's worked out well. Um, on the bond side, we're shortening duration and diversifying our credit exposure. Again, on the boring part of the models, which is fixed income. Um, and really you either have to be comfortable with more stocks uh, or, or accept a little bit less return. This is a conversation we're having with all of our clients. And this is why it's so important to keep more cash in your emergency funds, which I always talk about that bucket one. All right, I'm about to take some questions. Th these are the things that we sit around um, and talk about at the office. It must be why everybody wants to hang out with all of us um, and have wine on a Friday night. We are so excited. Um, no, we're much, we're much cooler than this in person, I promise. Um, but if you want to be added to our market update emails, if you're not a client, for example, you can drop me an email, david.w.adams at raymondjames.com. And we'll make that happen. Let's see if we have any questions. All right, I, I see no questions, which this would be a record for me to have no questions, um, which means I either did a really good job or everybody, I bored everybody to death. So I'll give you a couple seconds here to have any questions. Um, I'll just tell you a question that I've been getting from a lot of clients. Um, it's, you know, what do we think the market's going to do this year? You know, the, mar the, the market hit an all-time high, you know, should we pull out and go more defensive? And I alluded to some of that. I mean, I, I mentioned, right, there's some questions coming in. I mentioned some of the risk if the vaccine rollout doesn't go well, or if there's another, another lockdown, those are things that could send us back to, you know, maybe a pullback. But if you look back to even 2020, when the market fell 
gosh, over 30% in 30 days, um, who would have thought it would have come back in six months and ended up positive for the year. So I still go back to the planning and say, this is why we have an emergency fund. This is why you need to keep, we always say three to six months of cash. I'm even talking to clients about six months to maybe nine or 12 months of cash because you know, we hadn't seen a pandemic that could, that could shut down the economy. So a lot of my musician clients, for example, in that industry, income halted altogether. And so those that had the bigger emergency funds were able to make it through. Um, and also having bonds, this is why we don't have all stocks in the portfolio. So while stocks are down, we can pull money from fixed income and not have to sell stocks while they're down. So the planning is how we get through, uh, get through these kind of things. And we don't have to let fear cause us to yank money out of the stock market and make bad decisions. All right, we got a bunch of questions now. Um, Somebody said they missed the first team, first 15 minutes and they're sorry, that's okay. I won't say your name. Um, I love you anyway. Um, <laughs> so, God, I love my client. Somebody said, since you don't have any questions yet, I put, I'm putting something on here so you don't feel neglected. Thank you, I don't feel neglected. Um, all right, in the short term, what are the best places to put some cash? Um, you know, just, bank account, you don't go for yield. You're just going to have to accept getting 0.0s, point nothing percent because this money is meant to be safe. There's not a great place to put cash if you don't want risk. Um, yeah, there's just not. In the past where maybe you could get two, three, four percent, you're lucky if you're getting 0.01, 0.10, maybe half a percent. So don't focus on that. Just cash is king in situations like this. So keep it there safe. Um, lottery numbers. Oh my gosh, this is one of my buddies. Lottery numbers, any fun stop tips, um, lottery numbers. Carson has those. He will email those out to everybody for the winning um, lotto numbers or to our favorite couple of clients. So stay tuned on that. Um, tell me more about socially responsible investing. That's what I mentioned earlier, um, ESG. I believe that's environmental, social, and governance. Um, is there a trade-off in returns? While I believe myself to be socially responsible, I, for one, wouldn't want to sacrifice returns. Great question. This has been the issue in the past. Clients come and say, I don't want to own Altria or, you know, Anheuser-Busch or whatever it is, or Halliburton, right? And these types of stocks are in so many of the mutual funds out there and index funds, if you own the S&P 500, whatever. And the returns weren't near as good. I mean, I'm speaking generally. Let me give a compliance lingo to say everybody's situation is different. You know, we're not supposed to talk about specific products. So I'm just throwing generic information out there. Um, my compliance people are going to be happy with that. So the returns, that was the issue. So when we built models, they just didn't look as, as good. But now there's actually becoming a demand for more people, including like nonprofits and institutions that are looking at bringing in some of these managers potentially into their portfolios. And if and when this happens, you start to see returns start to catch up as there's more demand. So it's all about demand. So I'd say that that gap um, is narrowing and uh, we're watching that. And so the only reason we're gonna bring those into the portfolio um, is gonna be if we see the returns are, are there. And otherwise we have models built, the returns just aren't as good, but we still used it for certain clients that said, you know what, if I have to give up an extra percent or two of return to do what I feel better about, you know, more comfortable investing, then we'll do that. So great question. Um, I'm seeing companies dropping employees starting January 1st that they held on to during COVID. Do you see that impact in the economy? Of course. I mean, yeah, if this is, uh, 
if this is a trend that continues, that is going to affect the economy. Now, I've also seen it really, these types of things have been more company and sector specific. They're not broadly across the whole market. So that being said, this is why having good money management, um, having a good financial advisor, <clears throat> if y'all know of any, um, this is why it's important. You can't just own everything right now, right? Um, so we have to look at that and we have good managers that are looking at what industries are doing that. So it's not a glow, it's not an all across the board issue yet, but that obviously is something we are concerned about. Good question. Um, let's see. Great question um, from a long-term client of mine with the shift to democratic oriented sectors or with the shift, I guess, to a democratic Congress, are we looking at democratic oriented sectors like renewable energy, electric vehicles, and real estate. Yes, we have spent the last three months building an anticipation of a, a Biden win, a um, innovation model, which again, not to talk product specific, if you're a client, ask us about it. We started rolling it out to certain clients as we have review meetings. We've been back testing it and stress testing it, that sort of thing. That owns things like renewable energy, um, robotics, um, you know, clean energy, wind, all sorts of stuff. So that is something we're looking at Absolutely. We have um, another um, comedian client with the short-term cash. Tell your client to buy real estate, LOL. And he has a real estate agent. So um, I do have a <laughs> happy to give you a referral and um, great comment. Try not to say names, but I want to. Someone got a haircut. No, I did not. Uh, I got a haircut like a week or two ago, but thank you. Um, and the last question, um, I have a friend who is in the oil business who is concerned with the rising oil cost as it affects the market when it rises, especially with the shutdown of the pipeline. Very good. Uh, I guess that's more of a comment, not a question, um, and a very um, complicated one. Yeah, if we shut down the pipeline, that obviously caused some jobs to be lost. And the fear is that the cost of oil and gas is going to go up quite a bit at the pumps. Um, there are a lot of people that are unhappy with that. I don't know what, um, how, what big, how big of a scale that is and what's going to happen with that. Um, still staying tuned. I know that was done the first couple of days of the new administration. So, I mean, gas and oil prices have been pretty low for a while. I don't know if it's going to, they're going to raise 10% or if this is going to cause, you know, gas to go back to four bucks a gallon. Hopefully um, the administration will be watching that closely. I don't think anybody wants that to happen, especially in the middle of a pandemic when people are, uh, are suffering. So, um, that's all I know on that question uh, for right now. But we've stayed away from energy for a while. Um, and that was a good move because last year it got hammered, which may mean it may do great this year. I'm not sure. But that's not a sector that we really love. Um, tell your real estate client that we just did buy some real estate. Um, and then last, God, let's get real. What really matters? How is JoJo? What's her favorite stock? Barkbox or Chewy? Jolene, come here. Come here. Jolene, up, up. Come here. She was sleeping. Jolene, what is your favorite stock? Her favorite stock is her daddy. Um, all right. With that being said, I believe that is all the questions. Carson, are you still there? If you're there, did I miss anything? Yeah, um, I'm still here. You're good. That's it. But I caught one of my team members asleep. Um, all right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much. Um, you know, here's to a better 2021 uh, for all of us, and I will be seeing you soon. Call us, email us with any questions. Thank you.
Thank you for listening today to Retire While You Work. I'm David Adams and hope you'll continue to listen as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money. And now some friendly disclaimers to make my compliance department at Raymond James happy. Here we go. Any opinions are those of myself, David Adams, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities markets or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique, and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. (sighs) There you go.